Welcome to the Interiors and Sources podcast. For those that don't recognize me, I'm Adrienne Thompson, writer and editor for Interiors and Sources. And today I'm joined by Ken Bush, a journalist and architectural photographer who specializes in educational content for interior designers and architects. Ken's company, Material Intelligence, organizes the Materials Pavilion at Neocon for us. He also covers international events like Heim Textile, Orgitect, and Milan Design Week, and is working with the Interior Design Educators Council to connect students in North America with their counterparts in Europe. The past couple of days, Ken has had the pleasure of attending Heim Textile 2019 in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, Heim Textile, for those that don't know, it's the biggest international trade fair for home and contract tiles, and it is the first trade show of the year for its sector. So, Ken, let's start off by discussing why Heim Textile is the place to be right now. You know, I know it's January after the holidays. People are gearing up for the new year. It's really the season opener for new trends and textile innovations. What kind of trends are you seeing amongst all the products that are there? And what kind of discussions are you hearing so far? Well, the right is kind of a season opener for uh, for the design community, the international um, residential and commercial design. Uh, the show started out originally years ago as a home textile, since the actual meaning of Heim Textile, uh, but has moved uh, more and more toward commercial. As a matter of fact, now they've got several um, halls dedicated toward commercial design with um, separate presentation tracks for, for those attendees. Um, textiles are kind of the design um, vanguard for, uh, for, for, I guess we'd say trends, but there's, there's some controversy about that term these days, which I, I'm happy to fill you in a little bit. But uh, the, the, this show brings out the colors and the textures and the patterns um, that are going to be kind of steering all the other sectors. So it's not really just about textiles at High Textile. It's, it's, it's about design in general. Furniture design, interior design, fashion. Um, so it's really kind of the, uh, the 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 first big show of the season, immediately followed by a big uh, flooring show called Domotex in Hanover, Germany. As a matter of fact, a lot of my contacts uh, at this fair jumped on trains today and headed north to Hanover. And then uh, on Monday, the International Mobile Messe, the big international furniture fair. Uh, in Cologne, Germany, starts. And then uh, not long after, there are some other fairs uh, scattered around Europe, um, Maison Objet in Paris and whatnot. So there are literally people who are on a month-long junket trying to cover all of these fairs. Um, I don't have the stamina or the time for that, but I do treat uh, Heimtextil as kind of the, um, the, the place where trends start. And... I, I, and I use the word trend, and, and it, what's funny is I just learned yesterday that there's actually no word in German for trend. They have to cobble together a few other words that kind of give you the impression of that. But I've been getting so much pushback from the design forecasters and the designers that I spent time with at this fair on the whole idea of a trend or even a collection of trends or even color of the year. I had somebody get quite upset about the whole concept that we have to have one color of the year. <laughs> but uh, what I'm hearing more is it's more like currents or movements or directions 
And I've been coming to this fair long enough to where I've actually seen things. It's almost like waves in a pool. Something comes and goes, and then it bounces back mixed with something else. And it's really, um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's almost like, uh, you know, a new version of recycling <laughs> because things come back with a little bit different flavor depending on where they've been and where the rest of the industry has been in the meantime. Um, what Pixel does that no other fair I know uh, uh, executes with, you know, with, with such uh, dedication is they bring um, several global trend forecasting firms together uh, to create what they call their trend book. Um, these firms are known as the Trend Council, um, and, and it actually um, it rotates very slowly. They bring in uh, a firm that might spend five or seven years on the Trend Council uh, and then move out. Meanwhile, another firm that's been in there kind of takes the lead, and um, taking the lead means that they actually um, – visualize how they're going to build out these movements or these trends uh, and, and actually put them on display in an area they're called the, the, the um, trend space. I heard about the trend space. Um, I believe it was formerly known as the theme park at Heim Textile. And yeah, it's like you said, it sounds like all of these experts have really come together, analyzed the latest tendencies and then just prepared them and put them in this space to kind of display to everyone, you know, what to expect in 2019. Well, and they say 2019 to 2020. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's this sort of uh, pushback on the whole idea that every year has to introduce a whole new set of, of colors and textures. Um, what's interesting is the, the, the lead firm right now is a London-based firm called Franklin Till. And the, um, the principal of that firm is a woman named Caroline Till. And um, she and another, uh, there's, a, there's another trend course, uh, uh, forecasting um, firm in, based in Amsterdam called the Style Institute, um, which is led by uh, Anne-Marie Commandeur. And then the third trend forecaster actually doesn't have any history or background in design. Um, that is a firm out of Denmark called Spot, S-P-O-T-T. -T. Um, they did tell me what that stands for, but I don't recall. Uh, and uh, they come at this from purely a research angle, which is it's a little bit refreshing because sometimes, you know, you'll get uh, uh, trend forecasters with a very heavy design background um, get a little bit territorial. So what what is... They, these three, um, these three people working together, uh, these three firms working together, is is that they've. It feels this year like they've really streamlined the concepts, and they've done uh, a better job than ever of, of kind of really zeroing in on what they're what they're looking at as the, the five different directions in this case that are influencing design. Yeah, and you know, going off of how you said the. Last one, I can't remember the, what was the name again of the Denmark company? Uh, Spot. Yeah, Spot. You know, I think it's very important to bring the research side of things in, um, especially in today's modern world. People like the numbers, they like proof, they like evidence, um, and it just really backs up what those in the design community do and what they're planning on doing for the rest of this year. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm searching for the business card of the, of the woman who runs that firm. 
but she is very unabashed about the fact that, you know, uh, she is trying to help companies re attach an ROI, return on investment, to making design decisions. Um, because I think in many cases, you know, depending on who's leading the company, um, it can be a bit, uh, uh, a bit of an emotional decision whether or not to embrace this or that direction that uh, the design community is, is forecasting or calling for. So um, it really is, I've got her card finally, Anya Bisgard-Gady. Um, she's the CEO and she's a trend and consumer specialist, but she comes at things from a purely research uh, numbers-based uh, background. But at the same time, she really does a great job articulating um, you know, how these different specific directions are, are going to manifest. Um, she, she was telling us a couple of years ago uh, that the, um, the, the, the dominance of Scandinavian design, the sort of severe forms and the, and the muted uh, colors, uh, are finally going to give way to some more soft forms and some more vibrant colors. And uh, lo and behold, that's absolutely where we are right now. Absolutely. And um, I've actually seen evidence in that in new collections that have already come out um, late last year and early this year so far. Um, just, just considering the fact you're in Germany, I actually just discovered one by Murals Wallpaper. And they um, are retaking themes from Bauhaus, which actually celebrating its 100-year anniversary since it opened its doors in 1919 in Germany. But it's crazy to see how 100 years later, these themes and concepts can be revitalized in new um, textures and materials. And it just shows that you can, you can always learn from the past and incorporate it with things of today. But those soft lines and uh, curves have really kind of outweighed the sleek and straight lines that we've been seeing the last few years. Exactly. You know, and again, it's all, it's, it's like these currents or waves in the pool. You know, you think you see, you think you've uh, seen everything you can do with one idea. And suddenly it comes splashing back at you uh, with, with some more, uh, with some more energy and from a different, totally different direction that you weren't expecting. Um, one yeah. of the directions I was really surprised by, uh, they're calling it uh, embrace indulgence. And it's, I like the sound of that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's a reaction to the, the pace of life and, you know, fast moving technology and whatnot. And um, I actually uh, sent some content to you guys on a, um, a, an interior designer also out of London, not part of the trend council, uh, but kind of an up and coming disruptor. Um, her name is um, Tatiana von Stein. Which is sort of a Russian German name, but she's 100% Londoner. Um, <laughs> she's doing uh, these restaurants and clubs in London where um, you would be hard pressed to find a right angle anywhere in the space. It's all curves and scallop surfaces and soft forms and deep plushy uh, textiles and velours and, you know, all of these beautiful sort of. Uh, warm um, maroons and pinks and and just all this all these great elements working together that um, you know it, it to me if I'd seen that five or six years ago I would have thought this place is about thirty years overdue for a refresh but the way she brings it together it was and she gave a great presentation uh, at the in the in the trend space um, the the way she brought it all together really just had uh, the, her audience. Um, 
um, just in rapture. <laughs> so, and that was something I personally, as a non-designer, but as an observer of uh, these markets and the people who drive them, uh, was really surprised by how much people loved it. I'm going through her photos that you gave us uh, earlier and absolutely beautiful. The projects and products that she's done. I mean, it's great. It says uh, she's, you know, creating some of the trendiest spots in London right now. And she's heading over to New York and we're excited to see what she can bring over to the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, she wouldn't go into any detail about that. But I do have a follow up interview uh, lined up with her so that we can maybe dig a little bit deeper and get some more images of her work. But uh, she was very, uh, um, I guess, very well received uh, as somebody who is kind of coming from the outside and, and pushing the envelope in a direction nobody saw coming. Well, going off of that, I know another thing I've noticed, a uh, trend that not really is new by any means, but one that is just continuously growing and it's probably never going to go away now. Um, just the green and sustainable aspects of creating design. And I know Hein Textile had a green section in the show. I believe it was called the Green Village, um, mm -hmm. where you can just meet organizations and certification bodies, find out, you know, everything there is to know about textiles produced in an environmentally friendly way. So I just think that's really cool. Um, if you saw, did you happen to see anything that, you know, just really blew your mind or a way that people are recycling something old to new again? Well, actually, I, I checked out the Green Village uh, today, and it, it was more of a sort of a meeting point uh, okay. part of it, and less of a less of a build out or a, or an exhibit. So it's where you could go to talk to people about trying to reduce, uh, you know, the amount of water you're using and producing recycled textiles, that sort of a thing. So I, I go to these fairs for the visuals. I, I try to use my time very wisely and capture as much of the of the of the awesome visuals that you see there so because it wasn't so gorgeous <laughs> i kind of thought <laughs> follow up on that part uh, when when i get back to the states and, and have some right. time right might not be aesthetically pleasing but at least they were um thinking forward and creating a space where people can come and meet and discuss the importance of this like you said it might not be something you really need to see but rather talk about and get ideas from Indeed, indeed. And you could tell that the people that were there, I kind of just eavesdropped on a couple of conversations. Um, it was pretty highly technical, uh, the things they were discussing. Um, so obviously that's needed and that's part of uh, that's part of what these fairs are all about. Uh, but it was not something where I came away feeling that there was a uh, an effort to try and, and um, solve the mysteries of sustainability for the masses. But what I the um, the spot. Uh, trend forecasters were talking about sustainability as something that has become very confusing now for the consumers um, who are, uh, you know, trying to trying to on their own piece together what their own uh, their own footprint is going to be on a sustainability level. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, the entire trend space. I should have mentioned this. It's uh, it, it's the theme is toward utopia, and uh, very much trying to. Uh, make people think about what is their own utopia and how can they get there with the technology that we have and what, what what's coming around the bend. But uh, the, the, this, this presentation from Spot was uh, very sort of, uh, how, how would I put it, very um, 
unapologetic about the fact that consumers are never going to actually arrive at a concept of sustainability on their own. Um, certain comp companies need to take leadership. Governments need to need to take leadership. Um, the, the you know there's there's nothing that's coming together organically that makes sense on a sustainability front. And I actually I was uh, I, I host a conference called the Decorative Surfaces Conference, and we had a sustainability specialist from um, from Italy come in who works with the furniture industry, but who had come out of the food industry, and. Uh, she started out by uh, saying a lot of uh, things that some people might find upsetting, like you know, organic food is very inefficient to produce, right? And, and uh, in a lot of cases, recycled materials, whether it's it's, it's textiles or plastics or paper, uh, are much more energy intensive and and deliver a lower quality in the end product. So, what is truly sustainable now? That definition is is something that is being um, rethought on a lot of levels. So that's, and, and that was something that was interesting to hear coming out of the, the Trend Council research as well. What exactly does sustainability mean? Um, it may not be what we've been, what we think we've been driving toward for the last uh, several years. All right. Well, I think these are important conversations to have, especially as we head into a new year with 2019. And I think that conversation that you just mentioned on really ties into Hind Textiles, you know, towards utopia. Once we take this information, do our own research, find out what truly is sustainable and what isn't. We can all work towards building our utopia, which is the theme that I know resonates with the show this year. Certainly. Um, Ken, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time to chat with us. Enjoy your time in Europe. We look forward to seeing you at Neocon this year. But until next time, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the time and, and stay tuned for uh, how these things kind of crystallize and, and uh, we'll follow up on a lot of the um, great ideas that were introduced there and share them with your readers. You bet. Thanks again. Have a great day.